Welcome to Grant and Hope's podcast, where we explore themes around the prophetic and the supernatural. As staff at the International House of Prayer in Kansas City, we desire to equip the saints for the work of ministry in the power of God. Remembering Paul Cain, on February 12th, 2019, Paul went to be with the Lord Jesus Christ. Paul was born in Texas in 1929. While still in his mother's womb, an angel appeared to his mother with a message from the Lord. The fruit of your womb is a male child. Name him Paul. He will preach the gospel as the apostle Paul of old, and he will prophesy to kings and presidents. All of this came to pass exactly as it was told. In 1985, while the Central Intelligence Agency's project Stargate was in full swing, Dr. Kane was contracted as a remote viewer by George H.W. Bush's administration. During the Clinton administration, Paul Kane got the number of Air Force One by revelation. The Lord allowed him to call and talk to President Clinton. For two terms, President Clinton tasked him to travel to Iraq on several top-secret missions of national urgency. Paul met with Saddam Hussein. Paul prophesied to kings and presidents. I was thinking about Paul Kane and I was thinking about just some a memory that I have of when I first met him. Uh, it was back in October 2010. I was a third year Bethel student and it was after a Sunday night service. I and a couple of friends, uh, we went down to In-N-Out Burger like you do after Sunday night service. And I had the amazing privilege and honor to sit in with a small group of students with Paul Kane just on one of the tables on the outside of In-N-Out Burger. And Paul just sat outside at a table. I think there ended up being about 20 or so Bethel students just listening in intently to some of his amazing stories. And the thing I, I remember most about uh, that time was it was there was not a whole lot of serious stories. It felt more like hearing from uh, your friendly grandpa just cracking jokes, which is really refreshing. But uh, one of the things that Paul said that when it was just me and my other friend who first talked to him, he said that uh, I reminded him of the actor from Gilligan's Island, which I thought was really funny. I was like, okay, I, that's funny. Uh, but Paul told us uh, just about one of the things I remember is he told us about the heart of President Bill Clinton and his genuine heart for the Lord. And when Paul first met President Bill Clinton, he told Bill, I don't like politicians, hypocrites, and heretics. And President Clinton asked him, in that order? In that order? Paul said, yes. <laughs> but uh, yeah, Paul first met President Bill when he was president-elect in the early 1990s. And I found a conversation from Paul with Bill, very, very revealing uh, Bill's heart for God and trust in the supernatural in this conversation. Uh, here's the quote from what this is what Bill told Paul Kane. I believe in the prophetic more than most people believe I would. I believe in the prophetic more than you may think I do, Paul. 
I believe that if there ever was an assassination attempt on my life, I believe God would show you any plans before ahead of time. In fact, I'm going to give you every single one of my contact numbers and ways to get a hold of me. So if God does warn you, you have full access to talk to me at any time. Wow. Imagine hearing from the, the leader of the free world. Hey, here is all of my emails. Here is my secret phone numbers for you. I believe in the prophetic gift that God put on your life. I'm all ears, baby. Let me know. If you hear anything, we can chat. Call me anytime I need to hear from God on life-altering events. So the interesting thing is the government went on to use Paul to speak to world leaders and hear accurate words of prophecy and words of knowledge for leaders of nations. So Paul became an inside information sharer from a friend they may have not even known yet. I was remembering Paul's stadium Christianity visions and words this morning. About 30 years ago, the Lord gave Paul a vision that has occurred to Paul more than a hundred times and often reoccurred. There's no news but good news tonight. It is a vision of the last days when sports stadiums all over the United States are filled with thousands of people. In this vision, people are being healed and miracles are happening to thousands in the name of Jesus Christ. People are turning to the Lord in droves and the whole nation is in revival. It seemed the whole world was turning to Christ. In these visions that Paul had, he would often see television news reporters broadcasting stories of resurrections and miracle healings. None of the secular reporters could even get near the men on the platform. They did not know who the men were. Paul described them as almost faceless men. That's where the there's a tagline of in the a lot of the charismatic circles of the nameless and faceless generation. In these visions, Paul would hear a TV anchorman saying, There are no sporting events to report tonight because all the stadiums, the ballparks, and the arenas are being used for large revival meetings and are filled with people crying out, Jesus is Lord, Jesus is Lord. In these visions, Paul saw these people minister for three days and nights without food or water or even a change of clothing. Supernatural strength enabled them to continue for these long periods. And, I, and I'm also just looking for the day in which Paul saw even Arrowhead Stadium here in Kansas City filled for worship and healing unto the glory of Jesus. I want to leave you in this time with the actual, there's a recording of Paul giving this word. So take some time to listen to this and just let it sink in and, and ask the Lord to show you more. What if God poured out of heaven some kind of a great outpouring and his sovereignty and righteousness and justice and love and his eternal life and omniscience and omnipotence and omnipresence and immutability and veracity just dumped all over you. Azusa Street uh, was instituted and, and people went there and they beheld the baptizer and became the baptized and then they beheld the healer and became the healed and then all of a sudden God has saved the best for the last. The Jesus people came in because they beheld the Savior and became the saved. 
Look out, California, there's something greater than a tidal wave. There's something greater than a gigantic, clismatic earthquake coming. God will shake the earth once more, and His glory is about to be revealed in His people. Sons and daughters of God are going to be introduced in this meeting. Something's going to come uh, so strong to you that you won't even know that there be any baptism of the Holy Ghost compared to the enormous baptism you're about to receive. I tell you, that cloud is coming. That cloud is coming, for they will be the faceless generation of men who will stand on a platform with thousands and multitudes and masses all about, and the news media, ABC, NBC, CBS, CNN, will be saying, ladies and gentlemen, we have no news tonight to report the good news. The whole world is going mad over Jesus. They're falling on their face and saying, Jesus is Lord, and all, and all there are no sports uh, news tonight because all the football stadiums and all the ballparks and all the coliseums are filled overflowing with thousands gathering and they're saying we have a resurrection over here and then twisted mangled bodies are being made straight and then the news announcers um, are saying uh, ladies and gentlemen we don't know who these people are they're almost faceless and they're speaking great wisdom and they're speaking things that are bringing about resurrections and bringing about healings and i want you to know it will happen my friends and the church of the lord jesus christ will once again become the first line of defense she'll be the only cure for aids she'll be the only cure for communicable diseases that medical science will never be able to heal i want to share a segment from the book some said it thundered that really captures uh, the essence of the kind of guy that Paul Kane was. So here it is. We're beginning to hear the strangest of stories concerning Paul Kane. My curiosity was getting the better of me and I was determined to find out why this gentle and humble man with the silver hair and the sometimes golden tongue was held in such high esteem by these people. Mike Bickle had warned us to beware if we wanted to get the real truth. When it came to encounters with God, Paul was a master of the understatement and tended to downplay everything. Paul does not want to be referred to as a prophet. He does not like anything that might tempt him to think more highly than any Christian ought to think of himself. He especially abhors anything that hints of superstardom in the church. His master and model is Jesus Christ who made himself of no reputation. People might try to put Paul Cain on a pedestal. That would be counterproductive to the message Paul is bringing to the church. That the days of the superstars is over. That God will not share the glory that belongs to him. And that he is looking for humility. He sees that God is deliberately operating today through a new breed of workers. Ordinary, dedicated lay people. Paul wants everyone to know that he too is simply an ordinary, earthen vessel and nothing more. Mike Bickle, who knows Paul well, says that when Paul indicates that the Lord wants him to say or do something, this may come out of an angelic visitation. And another story that I think about when I think about Paul Cain is back in 1957, the Lord visited Paul Cain when he was 28 years old. He told him that he didn't call him to be famous, but to be obedient. During the height of his public ministry, the Lord began to deal with Paul about the excesses of the healing revival movement. This is in the 50s. 
1957, the Lord spoke to him about changing the public format of his ministry. The Lord began to deal with Paul about laying his huge ministry down. It, it had become a religious machine that the Apostle Paul of old would never have been a part of. The Lord visited Paul and told him that he didn't call him to be famous but to be obedient. Paul would have been in rebellion to continue his large tent and television ministry in the same format at that time. Shortly after this, Paul left the tent ministry by a specific mandate of the Lord. I like that. The day of superstars is over. God will not share the glory that belongs to him, but he's looking for humility. He's looking for those who want to be obedient. I hope that you found some of these little insights about Paul's life encouraging and helpful. In the meantime, we'll catch you next time. Thanks for listening to our podcast. If you've enjoyed it, please give us a rating on iTunes and feel free to share with a friend. Our ministry is made possible through our financial partner team. If you feel stirred to give, you can do so by using the link in our bio.